Welcome to Return to Oswald. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Scar and Brandon. Scar, how are you doing today? I'm good, bro. I'm back. Um, my uh, full-time dad is over. Um, Pooh Bear went back Sunday. And I am just kind of, you know, when I'm not at work, I'm just kind of chilling. Brandon, how are you doing? Fuck this show. Exactly. Exactly. This fucking show, man. You know, there's nothing worse than being bored. And what the fuck? Like, not only was I bored, but what the fuck? Saeed, what the fuck? Okay, so now I get to tell my Method Man story. Okay, go for it. Okay, Method Man was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. This is like years ago. And Jimmy Kimmel was talking about him playing characters in both Oz and The Wire. And he said that Oz was his first real, like, acting foray. Like, real. Like, you know, this was something different for him. And he treated it the same way that he treated music. One day he got a call. And, like, it was, like, certain days, uh, like, they they recorded like every week or something like that and it was on certain days well one day he gets a call and it is somebody from the staff like uh we are trying to shoot where the fuck are you and you know he's treating it like how he treats music like you know i show it to the studio when i get ready you know that type of stuff and he kind of had a kind of had his i guess he kind of got an attitude with the person Um, And apparently the person that he got an attitude with was the writer of this week's episode, and they decided to kill his ass off the next fucking week. (laughs) You you know what? That's the only thing that makes sense. That's literally the only thing that makes sense, because the way that this episode worked out had no sensibilities about that twist. Like, you're going to tell me that Tug out of nowhere it's cool with Supreme Allah after Supreme Allah killed his brother because when Supreme Allah got shanked by Tug, Supreme Allah didn't go down. So that made him respect him enough to set up a plan to try and kill Burr, Pancamo, and Morales. But then on top of that, the colonel just happens to be in the library where they're having this talk and overhears them do people know how to whisper anymore and overhears them talking and tells burr who then literally vulcan death grips yeah tug to death yeah he didn't use nothing but his hand like really he didn't even put his hand around like all the way around he just right here and i guess you can i'm doing it to myself i mean it turns me on he, he like like basically like you know, I guess he got the old man straight. He just crushed the motherfucking windpipe, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, like but if this... you crush somebody's windpipe, don't they just, you know, no more wind? Yeah. It can't breathe. Yeah, so, nothing about this show made any sense. Not nope. Just that. Nope. The only and... thing that made sense and that was, the only thing that made sense or that was good was the stuff with Butcher and the family. Yes. The rest of the show was shit. And it made me angry. I was screaming at the fucking television. And uh, the, the thing still, about it, we, we still haven't hit the moment, though. The, the thing about it is this is literally the penultimate episode. This is the episode before this season's actual real season finale. Yeah. 
And for it to be so empty and so useless, it's just like, what does that bode for the actual finale? I'm actually worried about the finale. Um, so the episode is called Even the Score. I don't know how anybody, I don't know, fuck this episode. Fuck it all in the face with a tit. Um, Omar is hiding out in the background to get a tit, to get a hit of a tit. And Chico walks up to him and asks him how he's doing and then says, you know how I'm doing? I still have aches and pains from where you stabbed me. Why the fuck do I care? Nigga, I stabbed you. And Omar says he's sorry about that, but means that he's really sorry he he didn't die. We know that that's what he really means because he literally said it. They wrote that into the script. I'm sorry, Chico. I'm sorry you didn't die. And then nothing else happens. They do a flashback on Carmen Guerra, a.k.a. Chico, killing fucking Peter Dinklage. Convicted June 4th, 1996, of murder in the first degree, sentenced to 53 years up for, up for parole in Wait, 17. I, did, I, w- I was kind of halfway paying attention during that part. Was that actually Peter Dinklage? It looked yes, just like him. That was Peter Dinklage. Yes, we killed Terry Lannister. And yes. besides that, did the director, did the showrunner and director really want that dude, Omar, acting like that? Like, why is he over? Like, he's... He overacts Seriously everything, right? He, yeah, yes. he, over, he overacts everything. He is he is who he is like at this point. Like no, no, this is even more than um than uh the last the five heartbeats or anything else. Like this is bad. This is pathetically bad overacting for him, and that's saying a lot. Because he's done some pretty good uh, overacting so far. Man, when he's talking to um, McManus, well, anyway, before we get there, Chico snitches for some reason, again, inexplicably, Chico snitches to McManus about uh, Omar doing drugs. And then for some stupid fucking reason, he kept drugs on himself. Why would you why would you say you should shake his ass down and don't think that they're going to shake down everybody? And and, no and, and not only did he before they um, when when McManus asked um, or asked Chico, why the fuck are you snitching? He says, well, because he shanked both of us. That's why I'm snitching. He shanked us, me and you. So if you if you shake him down, you're gonna find tits. And how did Omar know he told him to do that when there's no logical reason to think that he told him to do that? Not only did got locked up. Not only did Omar know it, but everybody else knew it because everybody else is screaming at Chico, "You're a fucking rat! You're a rat!" And then Omar calls him a a yellow rat, which is racist in the wrong way. Yes. But I mean, he could speak like yellow, as in like old Western yellow, mean like cowardly. Yeah, Yeah, he could have, but I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he did. I mean, would you put it past the writing staff at this point? I wouldn't put it past anybody in this uh, in this entire show. Ever. Yeah, and, and he says all. it multiple times, and it's just kind of like, okay, we got it the first time. You yellow rat! You yellow rat! You're telling me 
you're doing wrong. Gonna lock you up before too long. You kill a rat. You kill a rat. You kill a rat. Your father. There's going to be another episode later. It's not a real spoiler, but Omar is going to be in a room by himself just kind of singing. And it's just like, really? You just, you couldn't find nothing else to do with him? Your mother, your brother, your sister, ask me. (laughs) Sorry. That's uh, bad when they have the little breakdown section for no reason and bad. Um, but McManus takes Chico gets caught with his drugs, so he gets put into the cage. Omar gets caught with his drugs, so he gets led up to McManus's office where McManus talks to him. And again, this is some shitty ass acting. We had an agreement. No drugs. I know. So tell me why I shouldn't FedEx your ass back to solitary. There is no reason. Is it what it comes? Comes to did some just a shaky man. I mean, God knows I tried. I tried. But the temptation, it just grows and grows. So I can't help it. I just, I just gotta shove that shit where it don't belong. If you're gonna go full Chris Rock, go full Chris Rock. Don't try to talk around it. And where it don't belong is up your ass, good sir. I just that, shove it that, where the where the sun don't shine. But that's the best high though. It is. I just I, I see a dog, and I I choke it. <laughs> that's what he sounded like. I don't I don't know why. I just I can't control it. He said everything, but he keeps calling me, man. Like he said everything but that. Mm-hmm. And McMahon says, "Like you're full of shit." You really think I'm a bubblehead, don't you? Sir, why do you make that sorrowful face? You say what you think I want to hear. You're full of shit, Omar! And you can try my patience only so far. Now, Sister Pete says you've been inconsistent about going to rehab. Uh-uh. There is a session at 1 o'clock today. Fucking be there. He tried to make him go to rehab. Why does he keep getting so many chances? I don't understand this. Why? He's been he's been in the hole. He's been in fucking solitary. He's been everywhere repeatedly since he's been in the fucking building. Why is this one guy worth this many chances? It makes zero fucking sense. I don't know because... Huh? People, everybody in Oz gets multiple chances. Burr didn't. Especially, especially when, what do you mean, Burr? He's not, he's still a fucking Oz. No, no, no. Burr didn't because when that inmate died, they immediately hemmed him up, even though he had nothing to do with it. They were like, we're going to believe this dead inmate over you. And then, where's Burr right now? Only because they found out that he didn't actually kill him. But prior to but that, also they were, remember they put him in the cage. Well, they put him in the cage. Yes, that's a punishment. That doesn't mean he didn't get a second chance. They thought he killed someone. Yeah. Omar got a second chance because they're saying they, they think that his issue is drugs. And so what we've seen on this show is that the people who have drug problems have gotten multiple chances. And the BC's got multiple chances. Um Beecher's got multiple chances. 
All the people who were like abusing drugs have had multiple chances to fix themselves. But in each of those situations, if the if the chances came directly from McManus, which all of Omar's has, the moment you fuck McManus over, he's done with you. Except this one guy. Yeah, I think they just like him. He probably just have a soft spot for him. Why? It makes no sense. Because he's an addict. It just doesn't make any sense. They're all and, addicts. And, I mean, Adabisi was an addict. And being yeah, the same. Look how many chances Adabisi got. Adabisi got most of Adebisi got most of his chances because they brought in a nigga who let him do whatever the fuck he wants to. That's what but most he of was doing did. fuck shit way before that and got and didn't get kicked out of Oz. He didn't get kicked out of Oz, but like they didn't like he gets in trouble for something. And instead of actually punishing him, you just bring him to McManus's office. Like none of these, none of these other people like just go to McManus's office and then like you get a you get a stern talking to by the fucking principal. None of this should happen to any of the rest of them, even Kenny. When Kenny fucked over the thing, bricks, man. When Kenny fucked over the bricks, man. I'm not calling him bricks. His mama Rick's named Bricks. Kenny. I'm a Bricks got like 15 chances. What are you talking about? He left no, but like, like three but, but, like, but remember, McManus went to him personally and yeah, kept bringing him back. Yeah, but when McManus got personally involved, the moment Bricks turned his back on the school shit. He was on McManus's shit list immediately. Yeah, but that was those chances chance. stopped. That those like chances, the, the chances, the chances <laughs> from McManus stopped. I'm talking about when dealing with McManus personally. I'm not talking about just getting in trouble around the fucking place. I'm talking about yeah. when McManus takes a personal interest in you. When you fuck him over, he goes scorch earth on everybody else except for this one guy. Yeah, but he didn't really fuck over McManus. He just had drugs. Because <laughs> he's but, it's, but he keeps it's, he keeps doing shit over and over again. And McManus is like, I'm I'm you know I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna send you to fucking rehab. No, send his ass back to fucking solitary. That's where the fuck yeah. he belongs. Because every moment he is not in solitary, he's doing something fucking stupid. He belongs in rehab, but then he fucked that up. Yeah, you can you can rehab in solitary, withdraw, go through your withdrawal symptoms and all that other shit. Bye, nigga. Like, go to fucking go to go back to fucking solitary. You don't belong out here. I have no I have no fucking sympathy for Omar at all. Like, I don't I even give, like Omar. Like, why isn't he dead yet? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand it whatsoever. I don't get it. Send that nigga back to fucking solitary and let and let his ass fucking rot. Man, he's not. He's not even. He's. I mean, you could say that he's not a good person, but he's not even a good character. Mm-hmm. He's he brings nothing of use, and he killed Peter Dinklage. He killed Simon Bar Sinister. No, he didn't kill Peter. He didn't give. Um, that was what you call it. Chico oh did. That was Chico. No, right. Chico. Right, but I still, you know, sorry, my bad. Fuck him too. Both of them are two useless people in the same useless situation to me. And Chico's stone face after he just threw somebody off the side of a fucking building with like no reaction. He didn't even have any reaction. Like not a. He wasn't happy. He wasn't sad. It was just another fucking. You know, for for him it was fucking Tuesday. Like and you know what I mean. Like it was. was, He just he just the acting. 
The acting it was, was New York City. Horrible. It was New York City, but he let him go. Yeah, this that that whole situation of killing Peter Dinklage, like the acting, the acting from Chico was just like, come on, bro, you do something, anything, like be like, mm, I really just killed that motherfucker, like at the very least, but nothing. So Omar does go to rehab, and he gets mad at Beecher rehab talk for making a good point as he looks at Omar, and he tries to fight Beecher. And for some stupid ass reason, I mean seriously stupid ass reason, for a some race war reason, breaks out. A full-on race war breaks out amongst all the folks in the program, including Augustus, who wasn't even touched. They show Augustus sitting in the hospital holding an ice pack to his forehead. Like somebody just came by and overhand right at him, right in the, right in his forehead as he sat in the chair. Iris Terry Conklin in this bitch. <laughs> I don't need my ego fed. None of that made any sense though. Like why why were they why did they just start fighting? Like I understand why Beach, I understand why Omar might have done it because he's crazy. But like why did everybody else in the group just start throwing hands for no reason? Yeah. It just it makes no sense. And then uh McManus goes to talk to Omar after they fight because um Sister Peter Marie's like, I, I can't with this guy. I'll give everybody in the world a second chance. But I can't give him a second chance. When Sister Pete is like, nah, son, you know you got issues. Right? And why can't you give him a second chance, Sister Pete? Like, because he got in one fight. But she tells uh, McManus that. So McManus calls Omar over. And in the bad acting one-line Hall of Fame... I fucked up again. <laughs> I know. I fucked up again. He was, he was honestly in that moment. He is like two seconds away from zing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. Oh my God. This is just fucking terrible. This is not a good character. He's not a good person. Like, it's not a good storyline. It, it's not a good storyline. None of this shit makes any fucking sense. And McManus is like, I'm not going to give up on you, Omar. McManus is acting like this is that fucking student in one of those like Dangerous Minds type TR movies. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just, he smalls and fucking lean on me. You know what I mean? Like, Jump. I ain't got nowhere else to go. <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? I don't think Small smoked crack. I still don't think that that was funny or fair of him, of Joe, to tell that nigga, admit to me, you smoke crack. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Jump. <laughs> uh, all Still wanted to do was be down with the fellas. Bishop just left him. So the next thing that happens is that Beecher wants is, is talking to uh, Kathy, his lawyer, and Sister Pete. And um, Kathy tells him, yeah, there's a really good chance you're about to get parole. And Beecher's like, do uh, the Rockwells know that I'm about to get parole? Because he remembers what happened with Jackson Bayhew, I guess. And so uh, Sister Pete's like, no, but I can get them here. But before I get them here, I want them to have an intervention session with you or a uh, 
uh, uh, interaction between the three of you. And man, and, did Sister Pete save his life. And so what happens is that after that, Catherine is like, as a as a lawyer, I think you're fucking insane. Yes. But as a mother, I think you got balls, man. And she grabbed his hand and it was all cute and shit. But like, right. Meanwhile, he's still he's still pining over a dude he ain't got no access to. And so he has this conversation with the Rockwells. Last time we saw each other, Mrs. Rockwell, I didn't say much. You didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, that's because I was on drugs. I was confused, full of self-loathing. And now you've forgiven yourself? No. What I did to your daughter will shadow me forever. Just as being in Oz will. What's happened to me in here? Well, whether I've suffered enough to satisfy you, uh, I don't know. When you were sentenced to 15 years, I was stunned. 15 lousy years doesn't equal the lifetime my daughter lost. You say you've suffered. And I say I'm glad. When the lawyer came to talk about my being paroled, she said that because of extenuating circumstances, the board might look kindly on me. Why don't you explain the circumstances? Since I've been inside, my son was murdered, and my wife may have been both as a result of things I did in here. It's ironic that I came to Oz walking across the grave of your daughter, and I made leave walking across the graves of my own family. If they had lived, I wouldn't have the chance of going free. When I saw you four years ago, pain of Kathy's death was still so new. David and I grieved and grieved and grieved. We still do. But the sorrow is balanced with joy. We have another child, Richard, and he's growing up to be remarkable. We've come to believe that even though we don't understand why Kathy's gone, we accept her death as part of some wise plan. I don't know if you've suffered enough. That's not up to me to decide. Only God can. We will not interfere with your parole. So because they had another baby, they ain't mad no more. Right. Huh? Oh yeah, this is the best scene of this entire episode. Was it a good scene? Like no, but it's the best, it's the best one of this episode. It it is the best one of this episode. But like the idea of the dad being like, no, fuck you, nigga. Like, 
you I, I don't think you suffered enough no and the mom being like well we got another child and i think you know we grieve but we'll be all right but, she was she was like since you've been gone right <laughs> Nah, dog. Like having another child doesn't like take away the the pain of losing the first child. That's not how this works. That's never how this works. That's not what they said. That's exactly. That's pretty much what she said. That is not what she said. That's pretty much what she said. That is not what she said at all. She said we we grieve, but we got another child, and he's growing up. We we still feel it to this day. But then they said. They basically said we were sad this entire time, and now we have another child that's brought some more joy to our life. And so, because of that, I don't know if you suffered enough or if anything, but I'm not going to judge you anymore. God's going to judge you. Some people feel this way. We say it all the time in, in real life that people feel these types of ways. And I often see on the internet and on Twitter, people be like, you don't have to, you shouldn't feel like that. And I'm always like, Hey man, how you feel about these things? It's fine, but like people actually do feel this way. The problem is if it's required for you to feel this way. But the fact that's the problem. But people do feel make these like make feel this type of way about things. I didn't take it as they were saying. She oh, said, you know, "We got a we got a kid. We good." She was basically saying, "We have a kid now, and that's changed our look." No, because we were just she, always I, said. I just went back and, and read the the um, closed captions for it again. She said, when I saw you the first time, I wanted you to die. We both did. Uh, but since the time we, we, we've grieved and grieved and grieved. But since then, we had a child named Richard. Well, actually said we grieved and grieved and grieved. We still do. So there's that. We still do. But we had a baby named Richard, so now we balance the grief with the joy. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's exactly what she said. Basically, we were we had nothing but sadness in our life, and now that we have something else in our life that brings us joy, that's a, that's the, what happened. I don't, what is like, what's wrong with that? We went down to the government building, ready to take it over. But the government was hiring that day. <laughs> the brothers went in with guns. They came out with jobs. They weren't mad anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's what this makes me think of. Maybe that's why I'm like, uh, this feels a little bit contrived and too easy for me. Because I'd still be mad. I'd still be like, even though I had another child, you could still go fuck yourself. You're that's never getting out as long as I got breath. And that's what the dad said. So for her to say that, he, the dad's looking at her like, mm, right. Mm, I don't know if I feel this way. And she's looking at Beecher like, I can't, I can't. The way I took it personally was she was like saying, I can't be the best mother I can to Richard while I'm holding on to the anger of Kathy. And so for my son's sake, I'm going to let this go and still grieve, but I'm not going to hold it against you the way that I should for my son's sake, which is fine. I'm just saying, because the, the reason why Beecher's getting out isn't just because his family lost, he, he lost his family. It's because they don't want to be mad anymore because they have another child. 
Well, they didn't say they didn't want to be mad anymore. They just basically said, like, we're not we're not just consumed with sadness anymore. Is basically how it came across to me. She basically was like, we were consumed with sadness. Yeah. And now we're now we not. Now we can't be. Like now we got a new focus. Not, but we can't be. To me, that makes sense. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, I'm not saying it's unreasonable. I'm just saying that. It's because of the baby that they're like, I'm, I, I don't want to be this way anymore. That's what I was saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. The baby has changed their life. Their whole life has changed. Because he, why are we jukeboxing again? Like, why is this a thing? Why are you, man, just this episode was bad. And it's going to get worse in a few seconds because Return to Oswald will be back after this brief break. Remember those stories you were supposed to read in high school? Oh, uh, Dickens. Poe. That's literally all the names I can think of. Did you read them? Obviously I didn't. Let us read them for you. Uh, that sounds dangerous. What does? Reading. <laughs> it might go badly. But that's half the fun. I'm Ken Sandberg. And I'm Heather Michelle Lawler. Check out Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Campfire Classics is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen, like, follow. Hello, everyone. I'm Carol Ann. And I'm Matt. And we are the hosts of Boots and Confused. Boozed and Confused dives into the weird topics that you never knew existed. Join us every Monday to drink and discuss all things unknown, unexpected, otherworldly, and just plain strange. Each week, we will take you on a journey to learn about things like time travel and who John Teeter is. Weird history like the New England vampire panic. Conspiracy theories like Katy Perry being John Benet Ramsey? Or aliens or the paranormal like ghosts that haunt the white house listen to boost and confused every monday wherever you get your podcasts see you then in a world there was one podcast that made all others look like silly little part-time half-baked ideas that should have been thrown in the trash can after being written down that's a super long-winded way of saying that drunk theory podcast is the best kept secret out there right now they're a bunch of idiots talking about conspiracy theories and when these four come together, they have the capability to solve just about any question coming their way. But keep in mind, they're idiots, so sometimes they won't have the answer. But we guarantee you'll end up laughing so hard you cry or urinate in your pants. I don't make the rules here. So let Matthew, Kara, Kelly, and Ryan give you everything you never know you needed and more. Only on Drunk Theory Podcast. Available on all major streaming platforms. More conspiracies coming soon. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it that you always talk all the time? I can't understand I why. This, this, is, so this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, some are just Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage.
The next thing that happens after that, hmm? No, nothing. Oh, I thought you were, I, I thought, I thought I was hoping that you were saying something because the next thing that happens after that is that Leo comes and talks to Clayton Hughes. Get me excited. We need to talk alone. Did you frisk him? Yes, sir. Okay. You actually think I'd shank you? I have no idea what you're capable of anymore. I'm stunned. I mean, here you are, a man feared by all the prisoners in Oz, afraid of me. Wow. What do you want? I've decided to confess to the murder of John Basil, and I intend to ask for the death penalty. So that you can die a martyr. I've written a manifesto. I won't publish the day I'm executed. Where'd you get the paper? Officer Smith! Under no circumstances is this prisoner to be allowed paper. Leo! You want to destroy yourself? Fine. But I'm not going to make it easy for you. Stop your <laughs> They're trying so hard to make him seem insane. Like he's oh. a badass, and he's not. Wait, just wait. It gets worse. They turned him into carnage. What did you say, Brandon? They turned him into carnage. Yep. But it gets so much worse. So this nigga is now no longer allowed paper. Use your hand. It gets so much worse. We can't dwell on this because it's going to get worse. Dwelling on it now just kind of pushes off the fact that it's going to get so much worse. So at the same time that Leo walks out of uh, Clayton's cell, Robeson is there like, yo, Jenkins is dead. He killed himself. You got to let me out. And Leo's like, you know what? He has a point. So because... Uh, Carl Jenkins committed suicide. Robeson got released from solitary, and Saeed is mad about it. Like, he tells Arif that he feels super rage. But remember, he's been feeling this rage ever since out of BC. He's been, he's been on this. He's, this isn't new. Yeah. Like, so, like, like uh, unlike some of the bad writing, um, this isn't new. Something has been off with him since he killed out of BC. And so Arif tells him that he's always been able to control such emotions, but Saeed says he can't anymore. He feels possessed. Uh, Arif says that he should pray to Allah, and Saeed says he has been. Um, And while they're talking, uh, Robeson and Schillinger come in, and that's when all hell broke loose. The the Schillinger got caught with that should night like the bruh the he the the myth of of Vern Schillinger got lost in that moment like, exactly exactly in got, one punch he got knocked clean the fuck out by a reef and he was out like a reef a reef he one hit a quitter Vern and the myth of Vern is gone and Robeson got beat to a pulp by Saeed 
with his overacting his that was stage acting right there like that was stage acting like just completely overdoing it for the cameras just <laughs> like that type of shit like come on man you're doing too much like you can just punch you can just punch the dude and like you don't have to add that extra stuff because the people in the back don't need to be aware of what you're doing like there's no people in the back this is on fucking tv dog and so um Saeed gets sent to the hole. Um the Muslims are now on the attack, which I would have never thought I'd be able to say for this show. But the Muslims are on the attack. <laughs> and Schillinger tells the Aryans to start packing weapons whenever they can, like they're afraid of the Muslims. <laughs> Don't walk alone. Huh? He didn't call them Muslims. He just they're all niggers. Yeah. Yeah. He don't need to delineate. So um, I mean, ain't, no, ain't no white Muslims in Oz. Not anymore, because they wouldn't let Beecher in. Right. So um after but that, Beecher, but Beecher would have been on their shit list anyway, so yeah. After that, uh Schillinger and Pastor Dylan talk, and um Schillinger lets him know again that you know this is pretty much your fault because ropes and uh, you convinced that dude to tell you convinced that dude to tell his story mm -hmm. and that set all of this in motion mm -hmm. and so they you know talk about that for a second and then they push right past it into uh jeremiah saying well i didn't find anything out about carrie from sarah by the way when's your visit with sarah or with uh, Carrie and uh, Schillinger's like in an hour and um, how fucking Jer convenient right and Jeremiah's like well you can still visit with her if you promise not to uh, fight anymore wasn't this asshole just involved in a fight why is he allowed visitation because he's gonna promise not to fight no more and really he wasn't involved in the fight <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't no but like yo let me let me uh, let me get that nigga was a means to an end in that fight <laughs> he he got knocked the fuck out and it was enough to whereas the guy couldn't open the fucking door because right? was there. dead like, weight dead mm -hmm. weight he got knocked clean the fuck out like cyril hit him <laughs> right he got I mean, knocked out. He'd have been in the fucking ICU. He got knocked out the same way that um, uh, whatever Marty McFly's dad's name was knocked out Biff in Back yeah. to the Future. Yeah. <sighs> so... After that, Schillinger gets to see Carrie and Jewel, and Carrie is like, do you want to hold Jewel? And he's like, no, put the baby down. We need to talk. And he was like, I heard you used to be a sex worker. Is that true? And she was like, well, Hank made me. And he was like, I don't want to hear that shit. Word. Word. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, she was out on the block, but, but your son is the reason why she was out on the block. Yeah, but he ain't ready for that shit. So he, she confesses that she don't know who the father was. On the day that she, uh, on the day that Jewel was conceived, she had sex with three men, two out-of-towners and Hank. 
so she don't know who the daddy is. But then she tries to they have the same gun gum line trick on Schillinger. <laughs> like, look at her. <laughs> look at her fingernails. They the same color as Hanks. But Schillinger just storms out. Open up her mouth. They gum line is the same color. I mean, I mean if, if she was going to be the one that was going to disappoint him, just be like, it has to be Hanks because those two out-of-towners were black. Go all so the way. He, 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 would, he would put her in danger. Go all the way in. She, he, she'd be in danger. And I thought when he stormed out that he was storming back out to find Master P, who literally showed up for one episode and then was never seen again thus far. Correct. I saw Maury. That's exactly what they said. Look yeah, look at the face. gum line. Look at that face. Yeah. He got your face. And I and think that's, that's exactly where the writer got it from, too. Look, they got the same eyebrows. So after that, um, we find out that um, Saeed is not for peace. McManus goes to him and says that Pastor Dylan is assured the air that the was assured that the Aryans will not retaliate for ropes and and ask Saeed if there's gonna be peace. And Saeed's like, fuck no. Hey, yo, I'm I'm not sure if this is a spoiler or not, but I just looked up Master P and his episodes of Oz. That is the only episode he's on. So he, he's literally a deus ex machina to do what? I mean. That's his only episode. And he got paid for that. Hey, I heard your yo, yo daughter-in-law was about it, about it, about it, about it. I heard that there was no limit to her. She was a soldier. <laughs> I heard so a couple dudes gave her that. No, 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 no. I hate myself for that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, Saeed's like, nah, I can't assure the peace of his people. I can't assure the peace of the Muslims. McManus tells him that he needs a couple more days in the hole inside. He's like, maybe I do. And then he punches the wall and breaks his hand. Stupid. And he, um, he Amari's the fuck out of himself. Right? And he punches the wall. Like, ah! <laughs> I told I you. He is stage acting his ass off. I laughed. The second game of the three-game series between McManus and Bayhew was happening, and McManus talked to his friend that works for the Sacramento Kings about C.O. Brass, his teammate. The problem is that at the time that this episode was out, the Kings were the fucking Pacific Division champions. So so I doubt they're going to sign Brass to a look. Like, now? Yeah, maybe. Back in, like, 1994... Maybe back in 1996, yeah, maybe. They said they were going to give him a tryout. He was going to be in the D-League. They were going to be in the rookie camp. I I remember the CBA. Until Isaiah Thomas ruined it. Until Isaiah Thomas ruined everything. Um. But this was the wor- this was one of the worst scenes on the show. But here- last week, Scar- you and Scar tried to tell me that the CEOs are going to be mad because they're going to be talking big shit, and that's a bad idea. And I was like, well, maybe they're going to write it for that way, but that doesn't make any sense. They did both. They didn't write it that way. They wrote just normal fucking conversation 
they weren't even talking big shit to the CEOs or acting out to the CEOs. And they still uh, the CEOs. He wasn't talking office. shit to the CEOs, but the CEOs were sitting right there when when but Poet was talking. Poet was talking to him, brought him a fucking Gatorade and shit. And you know these 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 ruthless ass niggas like Ain't nobody bring me no Gatorade. Like you know what I mean? Some talking shit to the fuck about the CEO. They were just talking about how he did a good job. They weren't even hyping him up or, or talking shit or nothing. And yeah, but like Jackson was also talking about something like, yeah, it, the game would be close if, if I, I let it. it. But he, yeah, he like, wasn't telling a lie because the CLs looked at each other and said, you know what, he ain't wrong. Let's do something about this kneecap. Yep. And then stupid ass Jackson let his pride get in the way and decided he was going to play that fucking game anyway. Nah, nah, I don't just blame Jackson for this one. McManus came in there and was talking to him like we're going to call it off. We're going to we going to postpone it for a few days and Jackson was like, "Don't don't don't don't." Maybe honestly, honestly, who knows? I I, we don't, I know. don't put this Maybe Jackson this was like, "I'm trying to get in the MC as quickly as possible." What I don't know is they lost. Jackson's team lost because he's playing on one leg with only the mall to help him out. What I don't understand is why all the fucking inmates turn their back on him like he snitched on somebody. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. The nigga still scored 46 points. Nigga let Nas down, dog. Like, it's, it's a problem. I, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I mean, most of the people who said something to him was like, yo, I lost a lot of money on that. It, poet and Tug... Plus, but see, oh, here's the here's the biggest problem. Like once they once they kneecap this nigga, like why did you put money on this? Right? Why you did you put money? Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you are a basketball player, you need your knees. And when the doctor said he asked the doc, he was like, "Am I seriously hurt?" Because if she had said it was an ACL, he would have been like, "I'm not doing it. It's my fucking leg." But she was like, "You're not seriously hurt. It's just bruising." And he probably looked at. McManus and look at this other dude that he just single-handedly beat the shit out of. <laughs> and but he was probably like, I can what? pull it off. And the he still put work on him. And the conversation that they had prior to him getting kneecapped was about him dunking on them. Mm-hmm. You can't dunk if you don't have your knees, sir. Yep. So instead he just pulled up. And I don't think I don't I don't think I don't think McManus did this shit on purpose. I don't put this on the on McManus. Nah, you you know you're right. McManus wanted the best for him. He wanted a good game. because McManus said, "Look, but ex- at the same time, shit. I bet you those COs." He was like, "I don't know what happened to him. He 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 bucked up." Yeah, bitch has COs. Mm. Uh, the COs are the worst game in this place. Like, period. Yes, <laughs> I can say this in episode one. But his yeah. reaction didn't make any sense. No, like, none of that made any sense. No, I thought sense. they were. I thought the inmates were going to be running around talking shit, and then the CEOs were going to get angry. That didn't even happen. Like so it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it they didn't. They didn't for show. No reason. They didn't show the, the 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 part about the bad writing is they didn't show the escalation that we that we discussed. They just went from zero to a hundred. But speaking of zero to 100, here's the next part. Brass gets his uh, chance with the Kings, but the King, the guy who came out the scene was like, I'm not going to say that you shouldn't play in pickup games anymore. And I know that this thing you and McManus has is important, but so Brass got the hint 
and says, I'm not going to play in the pickup game. Actually, McManus is like, you're not going to play in the pickup game. But then McManus goes and fucking lies about it to Morales. Yep. And see, here's the here's the problem. I do remember. I remember that this happened to him. I remember the moment I saw him playing basketball and I knew I remember that this happened to him. I didn't remember why. And the fact that McManus now has to live with this shit. Because if he would have told the truth in that moment, that man will still that man will still have his shot. But instead, because he lied in that moment for reasons, I, I just don't want him to make fun of me now because he's going to make fun of me later anyway. He gets his Achilles severed so badly that there was a chunk missing. How the fuck does that happen? This didn't make any sense either. No. Because yeah, they cut away the game wasn't going to be the very next day, right? So clearly, with a healthy Jackson Bayview, the, they were going to win. Like, they were going to – so it was no reason to do that because the game was going to be later. Haters going to hate, though. And that dude also, just, that dude just lost. had a lot he, of money on this game. He just he lost a lot, lot of money, money on this game, which tells me that he's not required to bet on one side or the other. He can bet on who he wants to win. Exactly. That's what I say for the guards. Like, yo, after you saw the first game, um, guards, you don't need to kneecap this dude. Just bet on the other fucking team. Don't nobody I know, know. I mean, I know first of all, y'all team. shouldn't be gambling in the first place as guards, but if you're going to gamble secretly, do that. Yeah. Who the fuck they bet against anyway? Somebody, somebody bet for the uh somebody bet for the CO or bet for the inmates. Who they bet? Did they bet an inmate? Like who exactly? I wanted to know that part. It's this is really a secret after what we saw later this episode in the gym. Mm-hmm. They had a fake ass fight. A guy who we'd never seen before just happens to be in Unit B. And so the guy and another guy start a fake-ass fight. And then they stab or they sever Brass's Achilles tendon. And then do an assembly line handoff of the shank so nobody sees it again. It isn't like he's dead. He can point out who shanked him. But instead, but the, we'll never was, see him again. He, the whole, the he probably don't know. But the whole thing is, it doesn't matter. Like, the, the thing that they needed to do was make sure that his ass was never going to play basketball again. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they succeeded. But they, but that's, that's such a hating-ass fucking situation. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, a healthy Jackson basically wins that with no issues. Yep. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, the CO's in Gervaihu first, so it's all love, right? None that's of this fair. makes any sense. But none of it makes sense. But that's fair. If you're going to go with that logic, I can accept that logic. I mean, I would have been able to accept it better if Vahue had injured Brass or if one of the black folks had injured Brass, but because it was just fucking random, it was just it made no since whatsoever if, if they would have been involved i can understand that because of what the guards did to him mm-hmm. but he wasn't this was just random yep so a random. random person in a random situation takes out another person who was random other than the fact that he could shoot on a nine-foot rim basically <laughs> so then after that uh in the lunchroom tug stops by and talks to augustus 
And I just want to point out that um, in his time being here, Tug has gotten super invested in prison. What you want? How's it feel? How's what feel? Being the one who snitched to the hacks. Who kept us from Greece and Morales, Pancamo and the rest. Kept us from taking over the drug trade. Listen, Burr Redden says you get to live because you when he got history. But he ain't gonna be around forever, bro. And when he die, you die. Let the man go, son. Oh, you want something? What's up, nigga? You know, much as I'd like to watch the two of you whack each other, the smart thing to do is walk away. Later. Oh, you know it. And so at that point in time, you think that, okay, Supreme Allah has just stepped in and saved him, and now they're going to look at him the same way that uh, Arif was looking at Leroy after Leroy stepped in and ran off the Aryans. But then it fucking turns out that Supreme Allah and Tug are working together. Yep. They're working together to try to take everybody out and take over the drug trade for themselves. And it's like, when did you come up with this plan? Part of that makes some sense. Like, you would think that these niggas who seem to be drug dealers on the outside would want to be drug dealers in on, on the inside. And, but like, last time I checked, Morales and Pencamo um, had the, um, the deal on the actual intake of the drugs. So, like, if you take them out, like, do you know how they get the drugs in? I mean, and also, do we know that Tug was selling drugs on the outside? Um, no, I'm just, you know, I. All we know is that he, his brother, got killed. Yeah, I mean, and I'm so then he him. stabbed this nigga, and really for stabbing this nigga, he'll get like what? He got like what? Ten years. But now he's talking about murdering everybody. Like he got real acclimated real fast. Yeah, it makes no sense. Bad writing. Very bad, bad writing. And Next. and uh, just stand in the back. Uh, Colonel, you'll be able to hear the whole thing. Well, Bird did say, I got a job for you. And like, you you know, his job wasn't that. We never did find out. But like, here's the thing. He is someone that nobody notices. He's an old man. He's an old white dude. Yes. Yeah. He's an old white dude. And like, no one's going to pay any attention to him when he walks in that fucking library. No one's going to pay any attention to him at all. You know, and that's crazy that it works out that way because he's literally their big boss's Sully. So you should know him just on association. But he's also white. So, like, they don't know that that the two of them bonded over their war experience. Mm -hmm. They don't know that. No one knows that except for the two of them. So, like, as long as they play that shit cool, I, I buy this part. I'm slightly. I buy this part. Like he could, Burr can put this dude in the right place at the right time because no one's gonna notice him. Yeah. I so Method Man uh, gets sentenced because he has a a, a trial. Method- he, says, he says the realest shit ever. 
you are trying to take me out for the same reason why Hill lives. Why am I being taken out for the same for the exact same reason? This dude, you said he was disloyal. The, the the three disses or whatever the fuck he said. Um, you know, poet, poet is fucking poet. But um, like yo, you're you are doing this to me, and this motherfucker is still walking after. He's, well, he's not walking. Well, he he rolls away scot free. This is the way we roll. We roll. <laughs> I'm rolling on. Sorry. <laughs> Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> oh gosh. So it just it 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 didn't hit me that way because you were talking about the death of Burr directly. And Augustus was snitching to stop Burr from killing someone else. So I didn't I didn't see it. I think that maybe that's why Burr was like, nah, there's a difference. Because, because the but the, on, the only thing that they know really is that he and Supreme Allah were talking. They don't know what they were talking about. But they don't know necessarily what they were talking about. They don't know the whole plan. They I mean, know. yeah, but even past that, when he gets out there with them, the only defense that Method Man has the only defense that Tug has is to ask the niggas who are standing around who just beat his ass, yo, y'all kill this old man. And when I'm in charge, I'll take care of you. <laughs> this court is now in session. Fuck you. Tug Daniels, you're being accused of the three disses. Disloyal, dishonest, disrespectful. How do you plead? Man, if y'all gonna take me out, just fucking take me out, man. Stop the bullshit, all right? You been seen fraternizing with Supreme Allah. Man, don't we let that fool think I was with him, man? As soon as I killed you, him and hell was dead me. That is not the way you defend yourself. I was gonna kill you. But after I killed him, I was gonna kill him too. So, you know, like what Augustus did? No? The prosecution rests. You got any defense? Yeah, I got a defense. You killing me for the same crime you let hell walk on. I'm getting old, bruh. Getting soft. Can't go to distance no more. We all with me in charge. You motherfuckers will be running ours. Pay attention to what I'm fixing to tell you. It is a decision of this court that you have been found guilty. Then kill this old pussy, not me. <laughs> And then he Vulcan death grips. No, 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 no. I wish you, I wish I would have known to tell you the clue, the uh to cue the um the the sound from liar liar. No one can stop the claw. Like <laughs> I wish I would have known just to tell you to, to get that sound bite. Because that's exactly what it, this nigga did the claw on his windpipe. And oh no, it's the claw. And it's like, ooh, it's the claw. Like from <laughs> from oh, so they carry skipped over. Y'all skipped over the fact that they just gave the fucking guard $20 while he was already fucking tied up in the gym to walk away. Yep. And by the way, that's all first of all, that's all it takes for you to leave them to do all this fuck shit. And then secondly, how does McManus or Glenn 
not go, ah, oh, damn, another person fucked up in the gym. Who was on guard duty in the gym? They should have a fucking schedule up on the board and be like, what happened? No, we don't why, know. There's no camera. No, one, no, why does no one think maybe we should put a camera in here? A lot of things happen in here. Why don't we put a fucking they camera in here? They set a chair in the middle of the fucking gym floor and then surrounded it with niggas and then paid that nigga, the, the, the CL, they paid him a gift card to Sabaros. <laughs> Basically, they got. They got, they got him a Walmart gift card. <laughs> it wasn't even Walmart, my nigga. It was big lots. They were yeah. like, just walk away. I do need good. I do need good socks, though. They like you got good linens. They got linens, bruh. Like not even. Like I need a new break. I need, I need a new bed spread. They gave that nigga a home goods <laughs> gift card. <laughs> Oh, five West and shit. Again, um, they got Ollie's. Again, and, then, and then after that's done, Burr says, after he's dead, to death. And then he talks to the guys one more time. And I just want to play this because the way he says move, it made me laugh. Throw his ass back there behind the cafeteria. Stick him in a garbage dumpster. Move it. Move it. <laughs> <laughs> he always he always sounds like he's out of breath. Like he, he always sounds like he's out of breath. He's you, bird talks like he's been smoking since he's been seven. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the niggas sound like he got to put the microphone to his throat. <laughs> he got one of those throat mics that the, that the military uses in some movies. Like the nigga used in CB4. Mm, we ain't going for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is like Zemos and fucking Saints Row the Third. Oh uh, shit. This nigga Zemos, dog. So, um, after this, the governor comes up and, 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 or, after that, Ryan finds uh, Tug in the trash, and he um, tells, <laughs> "Like, yo, dog, you might want to come look at this." <laughs> like, he ain't even he ain't even excited. He'll get excited. He'll get nothing. He's just like, "Yo, dog, um, it's another you one." <laughs> you might want you might want to come take a look at this. Like, they didn't even cover him up good. <laughs> no, nah, because his hand was up like the mother, like he was in motherfucking creep show or some shit, like. They didn't even try. Mm-mm. And so then Supreme Law is like, see, we need to stick together. And Augustus is like, maybe we do need to stick together. Mm-hmm. So then the governor talks to Leo and Sister Pete about Giles. Uh, he wants Sister Pete to find Giles mentally incompetent so that he could be put in a um, solitary for the rest of his life. And if she won't, he'll find somebody who will. I think that's the the fullness of that situation. Yep. First of all, are we going to pretend like Giles is not having mental health issues? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, no, we're all convinced that he's pretty much gone. Yes. (laughs) So I'm, I'm like Peter Marie. I know you don't fuck with the governor, but. 
No, her so thing wasn't like, about jobs at all. Her thing was, I don't fuck with the death penalty. Right. So I'm like, that seems like a good compromise. Exactly. Not the death penalty. <laughs> what are you what are you fighting against? What you mad about? We all listening. we all working together on this one. She was like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very confused by her reaction on that one. Yeah, me too. Like this is one where you're not actually taking the L. So take it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, then Ryan goes to see uh, Cyril in PC, and he finds out he's in a cell next to Henry Stanton, who may be a snitch. Uh, he sees Claire in the lunchroom. I don't know how no one ever hears these conversations, but they don't. But Claire tells him that she'll tell Leo not to send Cyril away if Ryan convinces Cyril to let her fuck him. That <laughs> bitch crazy, man. Big, big, big balls on that woman. And Ryan refuses and she says, Well, if I can't see him, neither can you. And so Ryan calls her one sick bitch and then offers you some chocolate if he makes sure that Claire hurts herself. So as they're going down a flight of stairs, you hit bumps her and Claire falls down and falls down and breaks her pelvis. Which is such an old bone to break. Like that's some old people shit. Yes. She broke her pelvis. I've fallen and I can't get up. So the inmate who told Ryan this, a random guy named Liam, uh, also gets directed to go and check out Henry Stanton. Yeah, because we they make they make Henry so unlikable. Like, like he just and he just keeps talking. It's just like, bro, he's coming to visit his brother. Like, let him, let him fucking do their thing or whatever. Like, right? right it was just annoying. It was like, why are you even talking? Why do you have a yeah. mouth? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, like what? seriously, why do you have a mouth? Like, don't he's not a, like when he comes in. I didn't even when when Brian walks into the cell. I personally didn't even know that Stanton was talking to Cyril. I just thought he was talking to another nigga at another bar somewhere else or in another right. cell somewhere else. I think they kind of like insinuate that there's something wrong with him too. I thought so. But it was, it was not, it wasn't subtle at all. And it just wasn't a good way to do that. And Ryan's like, the only reason why people were in PC is because they're a snitch. Well, Cyril's not in there because of the snitch. I mean, I don't mean to poke holes in your theory. But it is true. So uh, the next thing that's happening is that Connolly is getting his ass whooped by Timmy Kirk and Jim Burns. Jim Burns, who uh, seemed to have made quite a living out of this sort of conversion program. <laughs> Jim, Jim Burns, Jim Burns, he looks, sounds, and has the name of like a fucking Confederate folk hero. He does. And nobody <laughs> looks like Kevin Hall. Who? Kevin Hall. You know Diesel? Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash, Kevin sorry. Nash. Fuck, man. Yeah. You mix up Kevin Nash. Yeah, him and the him and the I mean, demon man. They used to be together, so like, you know, they was homies. Kevin Nash. Yeah, him. It's been a long time. I'm old. Shout but he looks like Kevin Nash shredder, to me. Yo. That nigga was the shredder. But. Yeah, he was super shredder. He was also Thor in another movie, which you don't want to see because it's fucking horrible. Okay. 
What movie was it? I kind of want to see it now. Don't threaten me. I'll put it on our list. It's, it's called Thor. He played. No, he wasn't Thor. He was Odin. I'm sorry. He played Odin in a shitty fucking Thor movie. Yeah, he was. He was Shredder, and motherfucking Uncle Phil was the voice. Oh, I didn't know Uncle Phil was the voice of Super Shredder in that movie. In Not in the movie. Movies. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil was the voice in the cartoon. Like, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Definitely. Phil was everywhere. Yep. He he did a lot of voice work. Yeah. Learn something new, return to Oswald. Hmm? Learn something new, return to Oswald. Stay down. Stay down. Hey! What the fuck is going on here? Keep away, O'Reilly. This is none of your concern. I see two pussy Bible belters wailing on a fellow Catholic. Yeah, it's my concern. Then come on, motherfucker. I'm not gonna swing on you, Burns. Not yet. I got God on my side. Kirk, you meet me in the library. Burns, I will talk to you later. Very convenient. So convenient. So, Dylan tells <laughs> Timmy that his way of conversions don't work anymore, and you've been kicked out of my pasture. You are no longer a part of my flock. And Timmy really treats it like, no. <laughs> but I've beaten so many people up in the name of God. Right. You give me true purpose to beat up people in the name of God. In the name of the law. So then um, Connolly tells uh, Ryan about Bloody Sunday and how his mom actually got killed in Bloody Sunday. Yeah, then you should have known once he tells you that story. That it's not going to end well? That, they, that this man is Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Leave him the fuck alone. And I don't give a fuck what you looked up on the internet, the, the 2000s internet. Like, early With 2000s. With his business internet. suit on. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck what you looked up at early 2000s in, internet. Like, this, this ain't what you want, nigga. Like, get, get far the fuck away from him. And so we find out that Connolly's going to be deported back to England to stand trial. Gloria isn't going to help Ryan and Cyril escape. And if he asks her to help him, and if he asks her to help him again, she's going to tell the warden everything. So he's like, I have ethics. And so he goes back and tells Connolly, I'm with you. And Connolly's like, are you sure? Are you willing to die with me? And so he's like, yeah. And he's like, why are you asking me for a wrist watching bleach though? And Connolly's like, because I'm going to make a bomb. Duh, motherfucker. Uh, I'm going to make a bomb and blow up Emerald City. Duh. What the fuck do you think all of this was? Duh. You ain't trying to get his socks white as white. <laughs> like, and that's where it ends. It was a waste of an episode, in my opinion. Yes. Brandon, in said waste of said episode, I say a Reese to MVP. Because yeah. this is the last time he's going to knock somebody out cold. Yeah, that one. Now, as far as this episode goes, in storyline, Beecher is the MVP. Because it looks like, in, in this, as far as the show is as of today, 
He thinks he's going to get out. I don't think the show is going to let him get out because I think the show is terrible writing. But in the in the terms of this show, he he thinks he's getting out. Yeah. But a reef knocked out the Lord <laughs> of the Aryans. A, a reef one here quittered the 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 grand fucking wizard of Oz himself. Right. Put your chin up, nigga. Oh, you ain't scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I. I I did. I did that. I I did the whole uh, Wizard of Oz thing, and then I put Grand Wizard. Uh, I, I I did that. I like how you did it. That, I was gonna was give you props for, and then that you patted yourself moment. on the back. That was that was in the moment. Like I did that. I was gonna I was gonna say something. You said something, so I didn't say anything. Not anymore about it. I I love me. That's called masturbation. And that happens often around here. Mm. Yeah, I told Nisha to go <laughs> fuck herself, and she said fine. I didn't see it for forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in, she was asleep. Um, Scar, who for real? Who do you got for the MVP? It's a reef, bro. Like one hitter quitter, you one hitter quitter, uh, you one hitter quitter the man, and he fell so perfectly that the guard couldn't come in and help. Like, like that. That's that's real. And, and one punch, it's not like he laid him down specifically across the door to block anything or nothing. He hit that dude one time and he fell in such a way where the guard couldn't even get in the fucking room. The like, first hit you're going to see is my fist against your face. The second hit is going to be you against the door. Pretty much. So, yeah, it's a read for me. I mean, I get the whole I get the whole thing with feature and uh, happiness and yeah, all that. I mean, I get it. But like the mom ruined that for me. I'm sorry. The mom ruined that for me. I mean, like, well, I mean, we got another child. So, I mean, I guess we'll be all right. You got another child? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Yeah, I understand you. We're, we're on the same page. And the dad still looks pissed. So I don't even care. Uh, 916-633-1537 is the voicemail line. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com is the email address. Um, Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brennan's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. That's be okay. I'm on Twitter at Rashani, and the show is Return to Oswald. You can leave a review on Podchaser. Uh, you can leave a review for the show or for separate episodes, which is dope. Um, when when does the uh, was the internet radio show start? Uh, this past Saturday, we had our first episode of uh, Return to Oswald on internet radio, which is really dope. And we really want to thank each of y'all who took time out to listen and also y'all who made it possible for us to take that step. It's really big. So the show is... Um, I will have the show information to listen to on the radio. Um, yeah, and I'll also post it up on our Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we got it. I'm really scared to see how mad this uh, finale is going to make me. Oh, I don't. well, I don't know. I don't know if this is the episode. Um, but we're getting there. I'm. Um, I already know. I mean, there's no way that Beecher's ever getting out of Oz. Mm. Period. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. There's no. There's. There's no reason because Beecher is the heart of the show. Like you don't let the heart go. 
Yeah, but just the way that, no, but the story, you can let the heart go. Good shows that good people go all the fucking time. He, Not in this the show. Story, but the Beecher's story the- should be him getting out. Yeah, like for the last in, in, a, in, a, in a very last episode, like in the series finale, he gets out. That right. would be cool. That's, that's what I'm saying. But not like at the end of this season when we know, you know what? I take that back. Given the. When this show came out. If they would have thought that the season finale was next, I could see them building up hope that Beach would actually get out in the next episode and it will be the end of it because let's out of BC's dead. Kenny's dead. The storyline is dead. Yes. The storyline is dead and gone. So I can see them having a, a hope that they would actually end it here. But now that we know that there's another season behind this motherfucker, two more seasons yeah, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Buffy thing where they thought they were ending, so they killed her, and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh shit, we got to figure out how to bring her back." Willow, Las Vegas, but yeah, so we'll be back next Tuesday, ready to be upset all over again. <laughs> I I don't know if this is the episode, but the the upset is coming, and it is. I don't think you understand. I'm upset every episode. No, 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 no. no. You you are going to feel this one. You are going to feel this one. I'm I, I'm so mad that I forgot my joke. They threw Tug into a trash can in Oz, and that nigga woke up in Baltimore with the name Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like you said, like I said, that was his fault. Like he he pissed off the wrong dude, <laughs> right? And for why? Why? Like nigga, just come to work on time. You know this is your first acting job. Don't treat it like it's something else. When it's right. the studio, it's something you write and it's something that you're producing. It's your own music. Plus, you're the fucking star. You are not the star of this show, good sir. You're coming in in the end of the fourth season. Just show us the fuck it up. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to hold you later. Peace. Peace. Simulcast. Don't know my name, you say.